0: Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Super excited that you're here. My name is Mitch Newman. And welcome to another episode of Monday's a Mitch, where we kind of break down downloads I get internally from a higher source, uh, externally through my learnings and my experiences with clients, with other people that I'm working with. Really all about, in essence, what it means to lead at a higher level of consciousness, what it means to demystify this notion of leadership. Words like leadership get thrown around a lot. And all of us have our beliefs around what leadership looks like. Some of them are very, very genuinely real and present for us. Others are dated. And many others are looking for something new, something different, something that kind of tips the scale a little bit that allows people to see themselves through a different definition of leadership. And as a result, they understand more congruently how they're leading themselves and have the capacity to lead other people if that's something they, in fact, want to do. So today I've been uh, I've been playing around a lot on uh, Clubhouse, which is a really good, really cool platform. It's, I, I guess, the best way to describe it for those of most of you probably know. But for those of you who don't, it's... Uh, I guess it's like having your own podcast that isn't recorded. And it allows lots of different people to get together and talk about different topics um, or different perspective on the same topic, I should say, in these different rooms. And some really cool, interesting people uh, coming to this stage. They call it the stage. To share what they know, to share their wisdom, to share their knowledge, to share their experience. Um, and I've just become aware in, in in co hosting and also being called to stage and participating, just the what I'm noticing is uh, just how prevalent it is for people to suggest a lot of things that people need to be doing externally without really understanding the internal component. It's, it's, uh, it can be effective in the moment to inspire somebody, to motivate somebody, to pump them up based upon something that you say, something that appeals to their prefrontal cortex, their logic center that makes absolute sense in the moment that they hear it, and yet in many situations is quickly forgotten when they get off the call and they get back to their real, quote-unquote, real world, dealing with kids, dealing with spouses, dealing with business partners, and all of that, And easily get pulled back into old thinking, old beliefs. And so I don't dismiss external systems. I don't dismiss that type of of conversation. In many ways, that's kind of what we're we're doing here. Um, And I want to kind of create a twist to it because I think where it falls short, where it is not a sustainable experience, not a long tail, not a long-term opportunity, Is because the internal game, the ever growing, ever glowing, hopefully, internal game, can sometimes be neglected because we start appealing to logic and it makes complete sense. And we start to ignore those internal components, the subconscious mind, how thoughts affect and impact the body over time. And we lose sight of the fact that it really is an internal to external game. And we know that because, you know, truthfully, consciousness is not a destination. And so we're always evolving. And I think conscious leaders, people who are choosing to lead at a higher level consciousness, who want to participate at that level, understand that, that the consciousness that they're participating in is not a destination, that it's ever growing. And we're always students of it. We don't. We don't. We don't suddenly arrive. It's the concept of mastery. You're. It's a. It's a constant pursuit. And consciousness is no different. So the willingness to understand that we're ever arriving, ever evolving, um, always participating in wanting to know more about ourselves, is a critical component to leading at a higher level of consciousness. So. I call it like the 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 uh, the inner steps that we need to take. That they're always present. That there's always another level. There's always a deeper cut. There's always an opportunity to learn more. So I never want to think of the process and the experience of conscious leadership as a finite component. It's not like do this, do this, do this, and you're a conscious leader. Well, yes there are foundationally things that are important in terms of delivering with heart and authenticity and compassion and empathy. That's never going to change. And the idea that the tools, the internal tools as well as the external tools, but we're talking internal tools, always keeping yourself open to learning new things, new tools, new techniques that deepen your own process. So the willingness to, This is critical. Conscious leaders are willing to practice with new concepts and new techniques on the inner game to see what works, to see uh, what makes the most sense, because they always want to have additional tools in, in their in their arsenal to be able to share with other people to use as an example. I learned this tool and here's what it did for me. I think this could help you. Are you open to trying it? So this idea that we're constantly in a flux of new information, new technology, new awareness is coming in and never closing ourselves off from that, not allowing this to, to kind of be really more about um, you know, an ego feed where we think we know everything and I've got this and just follow what I say and do what I do and you'll be fine. No, the, the, the goal is to keep challenging oneself. To go deeper, to take that next step, to hit that next level, to hit that deeper awareness, to evolve over time. And where we are in consciousness in any given moment will become apparent by what we're choosing to do, the action we're willing to take, the beingness that we're willing to participate in. All of it is a reflection of where we are in a moment. And in simply in another moment, that can shift and that can change and that can alter depending upon situations and circumstances where things suddenly become apparent. I get a lot of information in the quiet of the early morning. Uh, I'll suddenly think of and understand certain concepts and certain ideas in different ways perhaps than uh, I had done in the past or the way other people then see them. Right now, I'm working a lot with the word mindset, which I'm noticing is being used everywhere, much like the word leader or leadership is being used everywhere. So is mindset. People saying mindset is everything. Mindset is everything. And then how people actually go about that and how they treat it is always very interesting. So they start to become, sometimes these things start to become buzzwords. So I like to dig a little bit deeper. I like to learn a little bit more. I like to Really let a word or phrase or an expression sit with me for a period of time. And I'll have more to say on mindset because something is definitely brewing inside of me. There is no doubt about that. Um, But there's one in particular that was sitting with me and I'm sitting with me for probably several months. And then suddenly it just dawned on me and a mentor of mine and shared with a group of people and said, you know, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And I would hear that for, gosh, over a period of time, months and months. And every time I would hear it, it wouldn't settle in as truth. There was something about it that wasn't resonating for me. And then one particular day, depending upon like that moment where where I was in consciousness, and I finally heard it, it suddenly dawned on me what it was. And I had a chance to share And after I'd heard it, and I said, you know, I want to reference back to the comment that was made about if I'm in the smartest person in the room, I'm in the wrong room. I don't necessarily see it that way. And he was like, how how so? I said, well, if I'm the smartest person in the room, I then feel a responsibility to help other people become smarter, to support other people in getting smarter. So the the premise, the basic premise, if I'm in the if I'm the smartest person in the room, I'm in the wrong room means it's about me, 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 me. And I understand it wasn't necessarily designed that way, but it, it is very me, like how do I get myself to a better place? And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I encourage every one of us to keep always pursuing our best. And I also didn't want it to go to waste to understand that if it becomes just about me, and that doesn't mean I wouldn't necessarily leave that room if I was in that situation, but what I would want to do is I'd want to impart whatever wisdom, whatever experience, whatever knowledge I could to those people so other people could feel a little bit smarter, have a little bit more awareness, have a little bit more knowledge. Because how else do you gain it? If there isn't somebody there, if everybody's running out of the room because they're the smartest, then who's learning anything? (laughs) It's like, it's like what came first, the chicken or the egg? So things sit with me for periods of time. And then all of a sudden it dawns on me and it resonates with me or it doesn't resonate with me and I kind of deepen the experience and the process of it, that's just something that's really been very powerful for me from an internal standpoint. Because when I have that reframe internally, because it's not sitting well with me when I hear it for whatever period of time, when I have that reframe internally, then I can reformulate it in a way to express it externally that suddenly makes more sense to me and hopefully to others. So it's, the, it's this notion that, that the focus, when I hear people focusing so much externally, well, thank you for your question on Clubhouse, and here's what you need to do. You need to do this, 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 and this, and this, and it's all doing stuff, and there's value in the doing, and I'm sitting there chomping at the bit waiting to talk because – not because I have any need to be right, but because I want people to understand that if we just give people external tools – they last a minute. They don't last a lifetime. They just don't. There's too many other competing intentions, too many other thoughts, too many other ideas, too many other systems that have been in place for years and years and years that prevent people from moving forward and making that shift and making that transition. Now, this isn't about deep therapy and having to go deep all the time. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying, though, is that When we can give somebody an internal process to do and then immediately follow it up by doing something externally based on the new information, it starts to create a new groove in our brain. It starts to create a new pathway in our brain because now we've experienced something different internally. We've put it into play differently externally. We see a result or we see a glimmer of hope or possibility or it just simply feels good and we know that there's a future there. Now we're creating and laying a new foundation. There's an expression I heard when I was back in in school that said, outer experience is a reflection of inner reality. So when I hear people talk about some outer experience, I often am aware that there's an internal reality that's taking place that's also reflecting itself in other areas of their external world. It's not just, this is what happens to me in business. There's a pattern. This is what happens to me in business. This is what happens to me in my relationships. This is what happens to me in my marriage. This is what's been happening to me since I was a kid. Like it all becomes apparent. So if we just keep treating the external and don't have reverence and respect for the internal, the rewiring of our subconscious mind, the reprogramming of our subconscious mind, the power that exists within meditation and mental rehearsal, and visualization, ways that we can really effectuate a different outcome in our lives without the internal component, then we're constantly at war with staying in activity. And for some people, they may be able to do that. But that activity often comes with a price because that activity, that constant external activity is often rooted in fight or flight behavior. A lot of adrenaline, a lot of cortisol, not an ideal remote resting state for the human body to exist fight or flight was designed to protect us from our species going extinct so if there was a dinosaur coming at us we would run that was the adrenaline and the cortisol that would give us extra strength and stamina to be able to go and give us a short burst when we live in that world because we're constantly in pursuit of the external we face burnout we face absolute burnout we get physically mentally emotionally spiritually exhausted. And everything that we work for can quickly fall apart because we just can't maintain that pace. Because why? Because there's no internal game. So conscious leadership is about understanding the internal game is ever evolving and ever growing. That we never take our sight off that. We never lose. We never lose sight of that. And it can be. I will tell you. I, there are times I've listened in and I've heard people talking. It can be very seductive to just get into this go, go, go mode. Absolutely can. No doubt about it. I can feel myself sometimes getting pulled into it. And I go, no, no. Sit back in the pocket, Mitch. Sit back in the pocket. What else needs to happen here? What else is of value here? Does this person need to pursue some forgiveness because of the judgments they've been holding against themselves for 10, 20, 30, 50 years? Absolutely. 100%. What are the other tools? What are the other experiences that they could have on an internal level to be able to make certain shifts? Why? Because the situation that they're presented with is going to happen again in one form or fashion. And if we have new tools and we have new technology, we have new things at our fingertips and within our heart to be able to access, then we can be able to recover faster, meaning get back to this present moment quicker and faster. The idea that the that, that process of growth is about really finding yourself triggered by things less often, and you're still going to get triggered, and the goal being that you're now triggered for a shorter duration of time, that maybe something that happened that normally would take you and maybe give you a day or two of just complete exhaustion and checking out all of a sudden is down to 30 minutes. That's progress. That's what this work is ultimately about, to be able to go into your own inner Home Depot and pull out the tools that are necessary to get you back to this very present moment, to allow you to get to that place where you can create and manifest, not from the past, but from the present moving forward. So stay on your internal game. Understand its value. The internal game will feed your external game. We'll provide your external game with the resources necessary, the energy, the vitality necessary to continue on the journey. Why? Because you're going to be on point. You're going to be on purpose. You're not going to be in fight or flight. You're going to realize that what you're creating, that what you're manifesting, that what you're growing has legs and legs that will last a lifetime. My name is Mitch Newman. We will see you again next time. Hey, so if you like this episode, make sure to subscribe to this podcast so, you know, we can hang out every Monday. You can also follow me on Instagram at Life's a Mitch. And if you feel so inspired, make sure to tag me in your stories. I really appreciate hearing from people who are listening in. So if you have any ideas, any feedback, any questions, don't be shy. Please send them along. Who knows? Something you share or suggest may spark a future episode. So until next week, remember, life's a Mitch and then you thrive.